0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the DJ Sessions Presents the Virtual Sessions. I'm your host, Darren, and right now I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, and coming in all the way from Vietnam, we have Kevin Chrisen on the show tonight. How's it going tonight, Kevin? Hey, what's up? I should say, Are you guys- this morning for you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, this is the morning, yeah. It's 9.30 in the morning currently, so yeah, this is the morning. Yeah. So good morning, everybody. Good good evening, everybody. Absolutely, and and yeah, Yeah. we have a great little, great little chat. I think we're going to have a few viewers coming in at the marketing going out and everything for this show. But it is uh, it's an honor to have you. It took a little bit of time to get this scheduled, and uh, obviously with the time differences, it's always kind of a little interesting putting everything together. But thank you so much for coming on the show. That's some cat hair on me. I'm going to get off (laughs) because you know it's a live show. Anything goes. Um, so, how long, let's just dive right in and let get to know you, Kevin, and let our
1: DJ Sessions fans know you. When did you start DJing? Well, I started DJing when I was 15 years old, so it's about 15 years now. Okay. Um, and, and when I started DJing, I immediately like, felt like really a strong passion for electronic dance music. <clears throat> Uh, so I, have been like, in, like teaching for so many years already in, uh, in my, in my country and in the other countries and, uh, yeah, see, it was super, um, it was a great experience for me to, uh, to, have the, to, to perform on the different places and, uh, yeah, I really love DJing. So this is one of the things that I love uh, the most to do. Did you, did, now, did you grow up in Vietnam or where are you originally from? No, actually, I'm originally from France, so I'm French. Uh, but uh, for, the, for the last five years, I've moved to Vietnam uh, because, actually, of, uh, of my business, the music industry, actually. So, yeah, I'm French. Uh, I'm citizen French, uh, but now I'm based in Asia right now.
0: What is your business that made you relocate to, to Vietnam? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so basically I've been contacted to be a resident DJ uh, of one of the top 100 clubs um, in Vietnam, in Minh City, uh, which was called Envy Club. Right now, currently it's closed before uh, because of uh, COVID, unfortunately. Uh, but I felt I, I really like this country, and I actually uh, find a lot of opportunity for me to grow my career as, uh, as an artist. Uh, so now I'm feeling super good in Vietnam, and Asian life is so different, you know, so... Uh, like meeting a lot of new people and uh, net going like increasing the, growing my network and it's so so it's so many exciting things you know that you can actually do and like uh, with the uh, adventure in your life you know you want to create something like very exciting for especially for an artist you know
0: yeah, that's one of the things that we were talking about. we have a mutual friend Luke, and I, uh-huh. I was telling you a little bit about the d j Sessions history before we got on the show tonight. And yep. one of the markets that we're talking about exploring is the, uh, Eastern Europe market and the India market as well. Um, because mm-hmm. a lot of our viewership is, is us based and we're yep. now getting more international based, which is awesome. Yep. And in growing that, um, like I said, before the show, we were talking, I was giving you a bunch of the plans we got, but definitely there is a market for obviously electronic music over, uh-huh. overseas, yeah. uh, that way. And, um, you know, we're working our way around the globe. We'll get there eventually, maybe in twenty 2020, twenty, late 2023, 2024, But we'll work on it. Um, but mm-hmm. congratulations on, on getting the job and the residency over there. How long did it take you to acclimate to the culture there? Because um, European culture and yeah. is like well, it's-, East, East
1: is <laughs> it's it's a really good question. Because like uh, I, I remember when I arrived, I was completely lost. You know, it's uh, such a different life, like. When you come from Europe and you are actually need to uh, adapt to an, another culture um, yeah it's but it's a really exciting adventure you know like food is different, lifestyle is different uh, people of mine are, such, are very different so um, so it's part of the process so and basically if you want to stay in the in the country, you have to adapt yourself and uh, you know you have to make like some some sort of sacrifice you know. Uh, to live in their country because you are actually not in your country, so you know it's it's such a difference like uh, like culture. Like uh, for, for example, like I have a lot of Vietnamese friends. They are like a l- lot of families. Culture different like than Europe, you know. And this is all these differences like makes um, the life uh, very exciting actually.
0: Yeah, my friend moved to Bangkok uh, probably about twenty years ago from the states. That's nice he's lived over there ever since. He loves it over there. I've talked about going over there and visiting him for years and years and years. Okay. And now, two of my friends, um, they just moved to uh, uh, to Melbourne, to Australia. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives me an excuse to like fly over to Melbourne and then go from Melbourne up to like up to Thailand and go to Bangkok. I've always wanted to visit that city. You recently just played there, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I played to. Uh, I recently uh, went on tour to uh, Myanmar. And I got some time off in uh, Bangkok, so I went to visit some friends and uh, doing some network and business and stuff. But yeah. I, yeah, I really like Thailand. It's a really cool country, you know. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully I, can come, I can come back here and have a show uh, on some uh, clubs and prepare some uh, Thailand tour or something, you know, which I, I'm actually currently working on. It, work on it. And in, in addition
0: to being a DJ, you're also a producer, correct? Sure, sure. Yeah. When did you start
1: producing? Uh, I started producing uh, when I was, uh, like, it was tw- uh, 2014, so 2014. I started doing some, I uh, experiment with uh, some, like, kind of mashup bootleg, but uh, I definitely really, really feel like oh, this is really something that I, w- I want to do, you know? I really want to have the feeling to, to uh, create something for, for my audience and make my own music, actually. So yeah, so I started to because I was uh, in that time I was resident DJ in uh, one of my um, uh, in one of my club in uh, in my country, you know, uh, it's a small club, um, and this is how actually I felt like, uh, okay, uh, this is actually what I want to do. So I I want to create my own music. So I started to to uh, make some share bootleg and stuff. Uh, I work with a lot of work and watching many tutorials and stuff because right now. We can, we can watch everything on YouTube and uh, we can learn by, by ourselves, actually. Um, and yeah, I definitely felt like really strong passion for uh, music production. Uh, and years by years, I'm trying to involving myself and finding myself, trying to start uh, working with VSTs, uh, trying to start playing piano, because uh, I've been playing piano for uh, so many years now. Uh, yeah, so this is how it happened. I really like to uh, create something, like share my feeling uh, when I'm sitting down in the studio and, you know, I got inspired when I listen to some other James music, you know, I just like, oh, okay, I have an idea. So I just sit down and I write the melody, compose the melody and like work around uh, the track like like this.
0: What was the learning curve like going from, produce, from DJing to producing? And if we were to listen to your first track, would uh-huh. you
1: still think it was hot or is it not? <laughs> no, no, no. No, to be honest, no, no. Of course, I, I've, I've been like recently uh, like uh, releasing again, like my, uh, my first production, let's say. And yeah, it's totally like totally another level today. So but it's, it's fun because it's how you actually hear the progress that you made, you know, in your, in your journey, you know. So yeah no so my first production was like really shit to be honest but <laughs> you know this is how it is so it's, like, it's actually fun to uh, to listen sometimes what what you are ma- what you were making like 10 years before you know something something like that so you can actually see the progress on your career and it's actually motivating to keep going to uh, yeah, improve your skills you know
0: yeah it reminds me of when i went to college the first time and I took English 100 and I wrote my first paper and I got an A on it. And I thought, okay. I'm, see, I'm smart. This college stuff, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I uh, went back a couple years later when I was able to write, you know, 15 page theses in, in like a few hours and look back on that first paper and went, oh, I was a stupid freaking idiot. I thought I was smart, but no, I, I looked at him like, that's how, that's how I wrote. And I got an A and I was proud of it you know, uh-huh. but it takes time and, you know, it just doesn't come overnight. What was, do you still use the current um, software? You're a software or hardware producer?
1: No, I'm a software. Well, actually when, when I have a chance to work with hardware, uh, I work with hardware. Uh, so for example, sometimes when I have to master a track, uh, I'm going to, to, to a studio because I don't have right now the, some hardware right now, but I'm working on building my own like professional studio, a hardware studio. Uh, so yeah, I'm using like a software. Uh, it's FL Studio. I started to producing with Logic X, Logic Pro X, um, but I recently, like a year or two years ago, I switched to uh, FL Studio because uh, I think this the DAW like growing a lot, and they you know they they have a lo- lot of very good function that you cannot have in Logic Pro X, for example. You know, so I just switched uh, switched uh, the DAW and. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, mean, I played with.
0: Um, I used to play with Fruity Loops. Just play with it that in the day. Fruity Loops three. This is back oh. in like ninety nine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I Had yeah. it on my laptop and it was fun. I liked the sequencer. Played around with it, and then it's cool. year, the years later,
1: the interface is nice. You know, it's like mm-hmm. not really complicated to understand. Yeah. You know.
0: It's yeah, cool. and a few years later, I, I went to work for Apple and became a certified trainer and, and, and was a, a certified trainer to train people. How, I was a trainer to train people how to train people to use all the high-end, the Final Cut Pro, Motion, Logic. By the way, it's Logic 10, not Logic X.
1: <laughs> yeah, Logic X, man. <laughs> Same.
0: Did they, did, they, did they rebrand? I thought when it came out, no, I thought it was it's supposed to stand for 10. Like, like Everyone used to say OS X for the operating yeah? system. It, no, it's OS 10 is the actual operating system.
1: Ah, okay. It's a Roman
0: numeral. Just All right, I well,
1: I always I always call that Logic Pro X, you know, like, yeah. uh, because yeah. there was a nine version and after that they upgrade to the 10, so the X, you know? Yeah, they switched the 10
0: to X, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. The Roman numeral. Okay, Anyways, so whatever,
0: whatever you want to call it, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, people know what you're talking about. But I loved Logic too. And when, when I would get in and play with the sequencers and Logic and just mess around, just mess Easy. around. You know, yeah. I use it for like scoring little little soundtracks for like commercials for customers for clients stuff. But sure. um, using the built in jingles and all that fun stuff and the built in sample packs. But I love the sequencer that Logic had. I mean, it just it just out of everything I'd ever played with, it just it it felt harmonious. Logic did. Yeah. It felt really well put together. But yeah, I, I, it's funny how much I now hear people are using
1: Fruity Loops for FL. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot. It's of, like uh, yeah. oh, coming back.
0: Um, actually, now-
1: actually, Logic Pro X is really cool for like uh, recording and composing. You know, if you want to mm-hmm. like uh, uh, record some like uh, uh, natural instrument, you know, like guitar or something, like you can plug mm-hmm. on your sound card. It's really good because he's made for that actually, you know? But for mixing and mastering is, you know, it's like a little bit like, uh, uh, I mean, there's some DAW much better.
0: Now, you did a video recently, stock plugins versus built-in plugins, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. What prompted you to start making a video series and and start talking to the camera and, and
1: doing that Well I really love I really love to uh, the first things that I love to do is share my knowledge to other people to help like um, uh, upcoming fellow producers you know uh, so I started to, so I started to have the idea like uh, okay I want to build my YouTube channel and make maybe like uh, doing some tutorials of what I've been uh, learning for the past few uh, few years you know and I found it very interesting to actually share this to uh, to people because uh, it took me years, actually, to uh, to learn those things. But right now, I can definitely... Uh, uh, I want to give something to, back to my uh, my followers and my fans, you know, because uh, I, I have many, many producers. Sometimes they ask me on social, uh, how do you make this? How do you make this? So they ask me a lot of uh, uh, production music production questions, uh, which I'm not able to, uh, to reply to anyone, unfortunately. So instead of that, I'm saying, like, probably I can... Um, yeah, I can make some like video series on my YouTube channel, you know, so where I explain how I'm doing this. Uh, so the last video was like a comparison about uh, stock plugin versus like the best plugin in the market. Um, so I, I invite you guys to see if, uh, if you want to see some differences, what you can do with a different type of plugin to, uh, to watch it. And,
0: uh, how often, how long does it take you to finish a production on average? now now before compared to now okay, so you wanted uh, to me
1: to say before uh, compared to now
0: yeah like like did it take you like was it six months before to finish a song and now you can bounce one out in a in a, in a month or how often how did, did did you get better with the gear over time
1: or yeah, you sure. still
0: a, do you or, or does it take you the same amount of time
1: to produce a track no 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 i definitely uh, get better of course um, so right now, like before, like for example, a couple of years late, uh, before it was, depends, taking me like probably six months to finish a song, you know, like uh, from the, from the start to finish with all ma- mixing and mastering, because I like to mix and, mix and master my own tracks. Uh, but right now it takes, it can be very fast if I, if I get inspired in the studio and I get the melody, I get the, uh, the idea about the arrangement. So I just write down this, and I have all my library sample already uh, ready, you know, to use. Um, so it can be really fast. It can be on like, can, I can finish a track in one week with including mixing and mastering. Or sometimes, if I'm not feeling inspired or something, it can take like maybe up to one month or something.
0: Yeah, and how many tracks do you um, produce a month? And how many end up being released on average? Do you work on do you work on multiple tracks at the same time, yeah, or sure. is it just one track at one time?
1: Uh, I like I like to work as uh, multiple tracks in the in the, in the same time because uh, sometimes you know you feel stuck in the, in one track or maybe your ears are getting tired to listen the same melody and arrangement you know so your ears are not really really audible you know to to hear the mistake that maybe there is you know uh so i think um if i can give you one one of the, my tips for for upcoming producer is uh um yeah work on so many tr- on on many tracks like in the same time because you are you will be able for example uh to reopen the project na- uh, the next week and to hear re- really really audible like what's it missing uh, what you have to work on you know so it's very, it's very interesting to work on many tracks in the in the same time you know so you cannot be bored about like the melodies and because w- when you work as a music producer you usually work on making a loop and listen w- about some design okay what's, what 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 should, what sound design I should I choose for this lead melody you know so your ears are getting tired you know like you, you hear the, all constantly the same thing so it's definitely good to switch like some of the projects.
0: Now, uh, going back to your DJ career, uh, I meant to ask this earlier. Um, Is there any special um, cultural, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, customs that one does behind the DJ booth in Vietnam that they don't do in other countries? Like, is it customary to do anything there? Or is it just the same? I just get up and you just get up and play and everyone goes crazy?
1: Yeah, well, it's pretty much the same as like everywhere, you know, like, uh, as long as you make the crowd happy, they go crazy. And they they really enjoy the the night, you know, especially on festival, you know, like people are really uh, like to enjoy uh, good music. Mm -hmm.
0: And what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you on stage?
1: Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think uh, if I remember like really good what happened to me, uh, it was uh, a show uh, that I had just after uh, Case, an artist like um, from uh, from Revealed and uh, and all the big label. Okay, so I don't know if you know Case. Uh, so he, he came to, to play here in Vietnam in Envy Club, the, the club that I was resident there and he did a really amazing show it was super great and stuff and just I, I, I needed i needed to play just after him so i needed to perform just after his show and as soon as I, my intro starts when i start to when the drop comes when the drop comes i jump and one of my jacket pushed the 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 pause button on the cdg so the music stopped in the club, you know, but it was like just a couple of seconds. I I was like, oh, and I just put it, push it back, you know, but it was like kind of a mistake, you know, sometimes it can happen, you know. And uh,
0: who's the most inspiring person you've ever met backstage? And tell us why that person inspired you.
1: Well, I think it's uh, one of the the most inspiring artists that I've I've met Uh, is definitely Case. Because um, I really like. Well, I've met a lot, met a lot of people, uh, a lot of big DJs um, when I was resident uh, in this club, uh, which really was great experience for me. Because I've been like doing so many network with DJs, so now we can share some uh, products and uh, send some music and stuff. Uh, but why uh, this guy inspired me the most? It's like because um, uh, actually. The his sounds is like similar to what I'm like really like to producing. Uh, so it's like festival ish sounds, like really uh, festival uh, sounds, you know. Uh, progressive house, big room. Uh, so this is my main genre actually. Um, and I definitely, I don't know why, I definitely can see myself on it, this, his personality, you know. Like he's really cool guy, he's really uh, um, humble guy, uh, and it, he's really ma- easy to make friends with, with, you know. Uh, and sometimes some, some of the artists would be like they would put some barrier you know like between um, resident dj and uh, an artist because they are the one headliner so uh i mean with this guy i didn't feel that i just like really really enjoy the night we get drunk in the club you know like we really enjoy like like a very good buddies you know so um, yeah i I've, i'm still very in good contact with him we are talking like very often
0: Would you say would you say he'd be your biggest influence when you come to your career as an artist or is there somebody else that would come? to Who would be your who would be your biggest influence when it comes to your career and why?
1: Yeah. So my biggest influence in my career uh, would definitely be Hardwell. uh, Because Hardwell is the is the one that uh, makes actually makes me want to become music producer. Uh, I remember I was just teaching and I was just like starting to play his like, uh, first track, what is just like Get Famous, in 2011. Uh, and this, this track called Spaceman, you know, uh, like everyone knows. Um, I, I, I don't know, I really, really like this his, his stuff. I really like the, the, the person, I really like the, the character behind the artist, you know. He's a really humble guy. Unfortunately, I didn't, chance, I didn't have the chance to meet him yet. Uh, but I'm definitely going to uh, to make it happen. Um, yeah, and it's one of my biggest influences in the electronic dance music industry. Well, you were
0: just on the uh, Revealed Selected show, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. And,
0: and how was that experience? I, you did a short interview. Was it a short interview and in a set, or tell us about that
1: experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, basically I did like uh Revealed Selected highlight of the week, so uh, they contacted me to... Uh, having me on the show and uh, actually asking me my top three selected track uh, on Reveal Radar because I'm a Reveal Radar artist right now, I've released a Reveal already, um, so it was really fun, you know, I had a lot of fun with Adam K, uh, which is an amazing guy, you know, uh, behind the scene we had a, such a good time, um, yeah, it was super great and also very, I felt really, uh, grateful for reveal giving me this opportunity to
0: uh, be on the show congratulations on that hopefully Thank one you. day we'll have a million followers and 1.5 million followers on facebook and instagram uh-huh. i was li- yeah. i was just doing the research on that before the show and i'm like oh let me go check out this radio show maybe maybe i could get on this show and do an interview and i'm like, oh it's hardwell's label <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it didn't it didn't click with me at the time um okay. Do you ever get shy in the presence of someone famous?
1: No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, I mean, like, depends on the situation, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. if I meet the, if I meet the press, the the people, uh, I would be really glad and just introduce myself and like to treat, treat, try to treat them not as a fan, you know? So, because like, probably more as we are artists, both, we are both artists. So just, like, keep it casual and just keep it cool. Um, asking, him, asking him some something, some question that I have in mind, you know, like that. try to make connection, you know, try to keep contact. And I think it's cool, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, there's been a couple times where I feel a little bit of fanboy with me. Uh, it was actually my first time. I mean, for one of my first interviews I ever did with a celebrity DJ was Paul Oakenfold. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and and paul oakenfold is uh, there's a history of this as uh one of the first electronic music discs or dj compilations i ever bought was the huh? paul oakenfold global underground zero zero seven album double disc album and I just fell in love with that and I never really thought that at that time in ninety nine two thousand when i bought that that i think it was uh, i want to say it was two thousand it had to be 2006, maybe seven. I was going to be interviewing him. And um, okay. I was kind of like, ah. And then the other day I had a – I don't know if you're familiar with um, – I, I never even knew any much about her before she came on the show. But do you know Marie Benary? Fam- uh, world famous violinist. World famous. She's like a UN ambassador. She plays at okay. all these presidential events around the world. Super, super phenomenal person. When I was just reading up, I'm like – Oh my gosh, I just invited the <laughs> UN ambassador on the show. This is gonna uh-huh. be awesome. You know, I, yeah, I think, I, I, <laughs> think I, I heard it already,
1: the name, yeah.
0: Yeah. But cool. yeah, it's 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 interesting, you know. You just it, I think that's the, the, the one thing I, I love about working with all the artists that, that appear on the show is that everyone is real, everyone is down to earth, everyone is honest, yeah. and, and there's they're very humble and in the sense You don't get an ego from them, you know? And I know there's a lot of egotism in the nightlife world. You know, I'm this, I'm a badass DJ and everyone else sucks. And I'm like, I don't get that attitude from the the, the famous people. They don't have that attitude. The people that are in the spotlight don't have that attitude. It's the people that sometimes are not in the spotlight, trying to climb up the ranks and they're trying to outdo the next person or be better. And it's just, um, it's kind of, you know, it's one thing that I wish that would change about the industry, but you're always going to have comp, if it's a competitive industry, you're always going to have somebody saying, I'm better than you are, you know? But, yeah, you know, but when you make it to that level, you kind of don't have to say that, you know? Now, speaking of um, kind of like putting DJs on a pedestal at clubs and other dance events, sh- should people look at the DJs like they're rock stars? Or would it be more fun if DJs were kind of slightly more anonymous and just part of the bigger event. The reason uh, I ask this is because when I started going to clubs as a kid almost 30 years ago, well, 32 years ago, because <laughs> I was getting underage, but the DJ booth was kind of off on the corner, and you went and danced on the dance floor, or the DJ was up in a booth. You didn't really ever see the DJ that much, and uh, now they're a huge part of the show. Do you think it should go maybe backwards and have DJs kind of off to the side, or do you think they should be treated like the rock stars and
1: front and center stage here we go yeah definitely i think uh well it depends of the club and depends of the stage as well uh there is many uh many many other places that i can that i saw uh, like like you said dj was like really really like uh, the highlight of the night let's say uh but it really depends on the stage you know like for example when you play in festival there is on main stage there is you feel like really the the, the king of the night you know <laughs> like uh, you are in that stage and there's the, like thousand people in in front of you uh so but in the club is more is it's different you know it's different sometimes club are like staged more uh inside the crowd you know so people can interact interact with the dk uh. yeah so it's it it's depends on the place i would say Yeah. um, You know, I mean, obviously, like
0: the DJs used to have rock bands and bands filling stadiums Mm -hmm. and now it's DJs and electronic artists filling stadiums, you know, Um, and of course, all the aesthetics and the lighting and everything that goes on with that um, just keeps getting better and better and better. It's crazy. Uh (laughs) If You had to choose um, between a, a really bad party to play with massive pay. Or a really superb party
1: with no pay, which one would you pick? I think I would play. I will. Uh, I would pick the um, the no pay party with uh, an amazing crowd because this is something that I really like to to do playing with the, and seeing people enjoy my music. You know. And what's
0: the weirdest way? Has, has anyone ever tried to pay you differently, like ca- not in cash, but like? Bitcoin or Erythium or NFTs or anything other than cash. Has there ever been a weird experience where somebody says, oh, I'll give you this?
1: No, no, I never had this, no. I
0: had somebody I never- answer a few weeks ago. They said, I got paid in fish. And I was fish. like, yeah, fish. Apparently, they, there was this restaurant they wanted to go to. It was a very expensive uh-huh. restaurant. And so they said, if you treat me to this dinner at this restaurant, I will... I will I will take it for that dinner, and it was a pretty expensive dinner. I take it, but they said I got paid in fish for their dinner. So wow. sometimes we get some crazy. I, I just I like to, you never know what, what people you know will put on their yeah, rider yeah, cool. or what they what they'll request. Um, you know, we used sure. to get you know people. You say, hey, I'll do this for a bottle of wine. It's like all right, cool. You send them a nice hundred dollar bottle of wine, and they're like, yep, all right, cool. You know, a yeah. Wine consumer, so you never know. Um, what's the best experience you've ever had? behind the dj booth
1: uh best experience i got so many good very amazing <laughs> experience so it's hard it's hard to answer that uh, i think one of the biggest uh biggest experience that i had is like the chance to perform at uh, uh, ultra korea on the main stage in uh, 2019 just before covid uh, it uh was a great experience because for me because uh, um, I had the opportunity to meet so many great artists uh, and create so many good connections with them. And see you as well, the, the End of the Country and Ultra Music Festival was one of my dreams. Uh, basically, when I just started my uh, DJ journey, you know, and to be able to reach that goal, like seeing your face on the flyer of the Ultra Music Festival, it's such an amazing feeling. you know. So. Yeah, I would probably say playing at the Ultra Music Festival, this is one, one of my uh, biggest uh, accomplishments.
0: That was, that was Ultra, Ultra. that was 2019. Where was that at? Korea,
1: Korea. Korea, Korea. Korea that's right,
0: Korea. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to take a, an audience member question right now. Sure. And if you had to pick one of your productions as your most favorite one, which one would that be? And is there a thought behind it for it to be your favorite? It comes from Elo Web. I hope I said that uh, right.
1: Come from who? Hello Web. Oh, Web was the, the okay. viewer. If you had to pick one of your production of your most favorite one, which uh, one would I think it would be uh, probably uh, one of a track called um, Snake. Snake. <laughs> okay, so this is a track called uh, um, from Blaster from Blasterjaxx. For me, the, uh, there are so many tracks that I can actually 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 pick, you know, uh, but one of the tracks that really marked me uh, because of the melody is such an emotional melody and it's really what I really like in, um, in EDM and it's really, really a very standout melody that you can usually hear sometimes on famous electronic dance music track. Uh, so yeah, I would say like one of the productions I would pick is... I, I have a lot of uh, tracks that I can pick, but... If I have to think right now to one, I would say yeah, Blaster Jack Snake is one of the like first Blaster Jack strike in 2014. There is also Rocket with uh, in collaboration with W and W, which is amazing.
0: <laughs> and you do have something coming out this this week, right?
1: I do, yeah. I do. Can you let uh, our DJ Sessions fans know about that? Sure. I have uh, so basically I have a big release coming on the. Um, July 29th so this Friday. Um, on next chapter, uh, it's a big collaboration called Big Room Revolution together with Justin Prime, and I'm super excited to uh, show the world this collaboration because it's uh, really a big room track, and uh, we had so much fun to make it together. And Justin is one of my good friends uh, from Netherlands, uh, He's one of my good buddy right now, and uh, I'm super excited to uh, to work with uh, worked with him on this track.
0: Awesome. Congratulations on that. can't wait to hear it. Uh, Thank you so totally much. Awesome. When it comes to electronic dance music, going outside of electronic dance music, who is your favorite artist outside of electronic music that you listen to?
1: So outside of the electronic dance music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, I like, I like so, many, uh, so many other genres, to be honest. Uh, I like Drake. I like I really like Drake this uh, this singer and artist really uh, making so catchy song you know that everyone knows of course Uh, in this classical style I like I would say I like really Adele like uh, she has like such beautiful song like really amazing emotional lyrics. uh, and I, I like many other artists, to be honest. I, I really like many uh, other artists inside, uh, outside the electronic dance music, you know. Because uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've listen, I'm, I'm listening actually like a lot of genres outside of electronic dance music, mm-hmm. uh, which actually helped me sometimes to uh, get inspired, to be honest. So, yeah, definitely I would say Adele, one of my, my favorite uh, singer.
0: Awesome. And I had a question here from a viewer
1: um,
0: from Sol Leitha. I hope I said that right. What do you prefer doing when
1: you're taking a break from music? Uh, When I take a break from music, I like to actually hang out with friends. Uh, I like also to spend time with my family when I can. But right now I'm uh, uh, separate from them because they are living in France. Uh, so, I'm trying to, to spend some time with uh, the people around me, so, which is my friend. Uh, hang out, you know, like going to eat. Uh, um, I also like to, to do some activities, some sports, because I'm a really a uh, big fan of sports. I don't like to stay like, inactive, because <laughs> we, we are actually sitting in a studio for, like, uh, for eight hours a day, you know? So, sometimes it's really cool. Uh, I have my routine workout, so I go workouts every morning. Uh, one hour, 30 minutes. After that, I come back. I'm sitting down in the studio, and, you know, sometimes I do a break. Uh, I go do a walk. You know, I have fun with my dogs, you know, so many things like that.
0: That's one of the questions I typically ask people is, with with spending so many countless hours behind a desk at a computer producing music, what do you do in your free time to stay fit? And you kind of just answered that question of getting out
1: and doing. Yeah, everything. I'm doing a lot of like routine workouts. You know, like uh, I'm really, in, I'm really uh, into gym. Uh, I really like uh, gym uh, since many years. So I've been workout since many years now, and I definitely want to uh, to keep this routine because it's first of all it's healthy, you know, and second of all you it's good for good looking and stay fit actually
0: and you mentioned earlier you like going out and eating food with your friends if we were to go to vietnam i'm going to pull this question up because this yeah. is kind of where would you say the best restaurant is around and
1: what what makes them so great huh. uh, it's a good question actually vietnam has a lot of good places uh it's, vietnam food is pretty amazing um i definitely will i would recommend to try one of the local food uh, which you can't find in other countries, to be honest, because I've been in France like for so so many years. Like I was born in France, and I always had like um, the love for the Asian food, you know. But I never found one. Actually, I found when I came in Vietnam. Such is very I different, bet. you know. Yeah. yeah. So I would say I would say like probably like a uh, uh, dishes from Vietnam called uh, called uh, Bok Kho. Bok Kho, yes. Bokko, I don't know if that? I pronounce because I've, I've been living in Vietnam for five years, but <laughs> I'm not speaking Vietnamese, so <laughs> my accent is very weird. Uh, but it's kind of dishes like with beef and uh, like vegetables and noodles, and it's really a uh, great um, taste. You know, I really like it. It's one of my favorite foods.
0: I think I'm going to go get some pho for dinner now. <laughs> F
1: is very good. Fa is really great as well. Yeah. yeah. Actually, but that's little like little exactly bit... what I'm going to go get for dinner right now. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired of uh, You know, I've been eating that too much. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh, back back to DJ producer stuff. Who's your favorite DJ? And could you tell us why? Because would you? We already kind of covered this one. Was Hardwell your choice yeah, yeah. for this is DJ? Because yeah. I know he produces. But mm-hmm. is there? If you took Hardwell out of the d j category because you already okay. kind of qualified
1: for producer who who's your favorite DJ? You have a favorite? Uh, I, think, I think would be uh would be a hardware definitely and also w and w w w uh, yeah so uh, i don't know like because they 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 are such like great uh performances in life you know and yeah i, I really like it I really dig in their set every time and they they are playing like really really uh, Track, like stand up to be honest cool. if, you,
0: if you could take one non-famous person mm-hmm. and put them in the spotlight who means a lot to you other than your friends and fam- friends direct friends or family, who would that be and why?
1: Wow <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult question. Uh, I'm not sure I can answer to that because I don't really know. Uh, I don't have really many ideas about it, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's you know, so it's, I get a lot of people when they they think they always do go to a friend of theirs or a family member.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, but you, you said you so many- except
1: your friends and your family members. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know who chooses, you know.
0: <laughs> have you uh, have you looked at doing anything in virtual reality? Were you doing Twitch streams, and have you been approached to perform in a virtual nightclub yet?
1: No, not yet, no, no, not yet. Well, you just uh, did. You can come play ours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I'm working on uh, with my media team. I'm working to create a good live stream um, uh, may, probably next month. Um, so, yeah, I'm working with uh, a yeah, uh, media team to create like really good uh, live stream with, uh, with drones and uh, many other cameras to, uh, to make something uh, really professional. Awesome.
0: Well, let us know about that. We'd love to share it on the show, on the site. Sure, sure, and sure. Here's, here's the biggest three little letters I'm going to bring up in this interview.
1: NFTs and your thoughts on them. NFTs and my thoughts on it. Uh, well, I think it can be really good and yeah, really interesting for people that really into it. But um, in my opinion, I'm not really into it. Uh, I'm not really interesting to, to that, you know, like, so, so it's not like, uh, I know a lot about it, but I, I'm not really into that. So I'm sure, try- I think can be really good, but I think it can also really be a crap to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, uh,
0: you know, how, you know, um, how those are progressing and what it means for artists in the industry, because then you know it. It might, um, you know, it, it, it looks as that it might be another way that artists are going to be able to earn revenue from their songs, kind of selling over and over and over and over again, rather than just the one time it's done. But my impression is that an NFT is supposed to be kind of like a collectible item, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. So if somebody buys it and holds on to it, and I'm listening to the song, well, if I sell it, I don't have that song anymore. So, you know, um, but it's interesting on, you know, the the boom of them happened. We're exploring NFTs in a way to kind of make collectibles for our fans of the show or or your fans that might say, oh, I want to own an NFT of Kevin's interview. We only make 10 of them or 20 Mm -hmm. of them. And and then they could buy that NFT and say, oh, I'm holding on to this and then say, oh, you know, I don't want this anymore. Hey, let's go sell this to another fan. But then we can attach your wallet to it. And because uh-huh. you performed in the NBA, you're going to get a little bit of a cut of that NFT each time it would go through the ranks, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, be yeah, something yeah. really, really cool to to, to offer out there. Um, do you enjoy doing stupid stuff? Are you are you are you, are you, are, you, are,
1: you a, are you a
0: practical joker in any way, shape or form? Or do you ever are you the prankster type of person or are you the kind of guy that do you like to pull jokes on people? yeah sometimes
1: sometimes sometimes it's fun to put jokes on people yeah yeah what's your what's your best prank you've ever done to somebody my best prank that i ever done to somebody um it's a really good question i have to i have to, to go back on my memories uh I think it's just uh, is is some like uh, throwing. So one of my friends on the on the pool what he was just while sleeping. <laughs> so it was super fun. <laughs> uh, so basically, we were we were actually a kind of group of friends uh, renting a, a, a villa. You know, like small houses in holidays, uh, and like we were of course like drinking and like party and stuff. And it was like feeling drunk, and it was just sick. And with with a couple of friends, we took him and we just throw him in, on the on the on the pool, you know, like it was it was while he was sleeping. So it was super fun because to see his reaction, like he's uh, oh, oh, kind of a, it was dead already.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, is there anything you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know about before we let you get back to possibly going to breakfast over there in Vietnam?
1: <laughs> Well, no, I would probably go. Uh, yeah, breakfast. Yeah. Um, well, I would like to, first of all to uh, to uh, thanks the team for having me on the on the show uh, for the interview. Uh, I had a super great time with you, Darren, and all the Thank team. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I would like to, to know about. Um, I would like to say to people that uh, make sure to uh, keep an eye on my social because many uh, big things coming. Uh, I have like a lot of big collaboration with the. Uh, many big artists coming in the next few months. So it's going to be really uh, amazing. Uh, And if you are a fan of uh, electronic dance music, make sure to follow Kevin Christian Music on Instagram. Right there. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Vietnam time. Yes, yes. Pacific time. We'll be following back up with you and staying in contact with you. It's one of our jobs. We love reaching out and talking with artists and hearing what they're up to. What's coming out? Everyone, be sure to be looking for that big room revolution track coming out on yes. July I'm 29th. And um, yeah, who, who did you collaborate with that on again? Justin Bryant. Justin Bryant. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for First coming on the show Brian. today. It was a pleasure having you. And we'll have you on again here soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much You're for having Kevin. me. Sure. Absolutely. On that note, don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Follow us on TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Meta, wherever. But you know what? Go to our website, thedjsessions.com, because that's where you're going to find all our news stories, exclusive mixes, live interview schedule, where you can find out who's coming up next on the show and be part of the show. Ask those questions. Get them in there at thedjsessions.com. Oh, also look us up on Roku, Amazon Prime, and... Google Play, and soon-to-be Apple TV as well, live streaming on all those platforms. This is Darren with the DJ Sessions coming to you from the Virtual Studios in Seattle, Washington with Kevin and all the way from Vietnam. And remember, on the DJ Sessions, the music never stops.
1: Cheers, guys.